This is Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross. Oh, the fun has just begun. The Tiger Cats and Red Blacks here on the Tiger Cats Audio Network, folks. This uh, game is brought to you by Tiger Cats Insurance, provided by my insurance broker. Visit TigerCatsInsurance.ca to get a quote on your home and auto insurance. Time for pregame salutations with longtime Tiger Cats coach and broadcaster, Coach John Salavandis. Thanks for joining us, Coach. Well, you're more than welcome, Bubba. Glad to be here. You know, Coach, uh, I don't want to say this is a uh, must-win situation, but I think I guess I just said it. <laughs> but, you know, is it a fair comment? No. It's not a fair comment because, in, in my opinion, now it's only an opinion, Bubba, mm-hmm. but this begins the Eastern Division championship race. All right? We, we are now uh, in an East Division that is so weak that, uh, you know, one team or two teams have to come to the top. If you look at it, the Western teams have defeated the worst Western team, Edmonton, has defeated both Hamilton and uh, Montreal. Now, in the East, everybody's even, barring what happens in the Toronto-Saskatchewan game today. So in the next eight games, Hamilton will play seven times in the East. So the East division is wide open, and they have every opportunity to be the number one team in the East Division. Well, you got to be looking at the season as, you you know, you need to get top two. You can't be shooting for number thir- third in the East at this point. I mean, the crossover isn't certain, but it's certainly looking pretty probable. Uh, well, do you think that the teams in the West or the coaches in the West or the analysts in the West, if we were sitting here in any of the teams in the West, we'd be sort of, like, thinking that the East is just garbage? Or are these teams that... Uh, that the record, they're better than the record shows. I think the Eastern teams having to start against the Western teams as we've done this year. Uh, you know, the Western teams were ahead. There's no question about that. Their defenses were ahead. But it, it goes back to individual teams. This Hamilton team, you know, came out with, with problems in the offensive line, and they hadn't corrected it in the first four games. Now you get, enter game five, you got a chance to correct that. And, and make amends to what you were uh, started out with. Do you like this lineup that they're going with tonight on the offensive line? As, as this lineup goes today, it's the best lineup we've had in the, the first four games uh, combined. You know, with Fontana back, he still has not played a lot. So you've got to look at him as a rookie in there at the offensive center position. Kelly likes to play on the right side as over on the left side. That's not a big issue in my, my opinion. But he has to play well against that defensive line for uh, the Red Blacks. And he's had some time now to really understand. I mean, he came in or got traded on a, on, a, on a Wednesday, was dressed on a Thursday, and had to play on a Saturday. So I think that extra time, the bye week, probably helps him to really, I mean, he's a veteran player, to, to really get uh, associated with the, the Cats way of doing things. I think you're right, Bubba, and I think he's got to prove that on the field. You know, we saw a game last night, you and I were talking off air about uh, the uh, Winnipeg-Calgary game, and you saw what good offensive line play is, and you saw what good defensive line play is. That's what Hamilton needs to do today. They've got to turn loose their defensive ends. Hauser is a great pass rusher. Stop dropping him into the secondary. Bring him off the edge, and let's get some pressure on this young quarterback. He's only a second-year quarterback. 
get after him and, and let's see if we can't make our secondary, uh, you know, that much stronger. Let me throw, and I, I'm glad you brought that up in, in Caleb Evans that gets to start here for the Ottawa Red Blacks and, instead of Jeremiah Masoli, and I think we all know what happened there. We talked, and I think I threw that question to you about what should the Ticats do when you're facing the likes of Trey Ford? What did they not get done in that game that they need to get done today? Well, they didn't adjust to Trey Ford's ability to run. That was the number one thing that I saw in that game. They were running a, uh, a stunt on the outside. We used to call it uh, outlaw and Indian. And what they were doing was they were putting the will linebacker on the inside rush, and the defensive end had to contain. And the defensive end was not capable of containing uh, Trey Ford. And so they let him outside. He was able to extend plays and, and make plays down the field with his feet. I think Evans is kind of the same sort of quarterback in terms of the way they play. That's a possibility. I, you know, we'll wait and see today. Do you think it's important that they get Don Jackson involved in, in the running game or, or just uh, or run pass option? How important? Like, how what, how much of a commitment to the run do you hope to see tonight? Well, I've always said you've got to run the ball. You cannot be a, an unbalanced offense in which you're throwing the majority of the time. In the last, I think the last uh, four games, we've thrown up two interceptions in each game, or we've averaged two interceptions per game. That, that's too many throws uh, if, if you're playing with a quarterback who's susceptible to doing that. So get the run game going. If you need to, go with the RPO. Go, go with the play action stuff. And, and uh, you know, we're throwing the ball on an average of about six yards on first down. But we're not converting on second down. And to be successful uh, on offense, it depends on not turning the ball over and being able to be successful on second down. And, and that is where your run game really has to play into it. Well, I believe our second down average is something eight-plus yards, and, uh, and, and the conversion rate's only about 35% right now. So both, both areas that we'd want to improve. Um, from a coaching perspective, coming out of a bye week when you're 0-4, do you simplify the playbook? Do you keep it status quo and keep building? Uh, or, or maybe try some, some uh, like, you know, a complete switch up. What would your philosophy be? Well, my thought was this: that the number one thing they had to do in the uh, bye week was self-evaluation. The coaches had to do self-evaluation. What am I doing that that has caused us to be 0 and 4? Second to that, they they then had to do self-scouting, and they had to go through every play. From that, they will do one of the things that you're talking about: either simplify things or add in some things that they have not been doing and do the best they can do. You've got to play your best offense. If you're a drop-back throwing team, drop back and throw it. If you're a running team, run the ball. But balance those two things up. If you have to, sprint outside with the quarterback and make your throws from there. Move the pocket. Do something different. 0-4 is not acceptable. They know that. So we'll wait and see uh, the advantage they, they changed to today. Go back to what uh, Hamilton's done in the quarters. We talk about finishing a ball game. In quarter number one, they're plus 24. In quarter number two, they're minus one. In quarter number three, they're minus 17. Wow. In quarter number four, they're minus 44. Oh, my goodness. And they're two and out. They're worst in the league. 
26 times have been two and out. Those are the corrections that have to be made. Let's go to the other side of the football, and uh, I know there's been some suspensions, but I, I can't remember the last time. I'm sorry, I can't find the last time Simone Lawrence has sat out a football game due to injury. But they really like Kyle Wilson. Well, you know, you're going to miss Lawrence. There's no question about that because in on-field presence, uh, the way he conducts himself on the field is a big part of the defense. But we have to wait and see what the Wilson can do. You know, don't ask him to do what Simone Lawrence does. Let him play as he can play. Coach, uh, Coach O always talks about that the team has has been – has. Uh, been successful in spurts and at times, but just not when it mattered the most and not um, not executed when it mattered the most and, and finish is a word he uses. How do you change that based on the game situation, executing uh, in certain situations versus others? And what, what adjustments could you make to improve on the finish when it matters in the third and fourth? Well, I, I, you know, finish matters all the time. But as you say, you know, when you're getting down to the – uh, the very end of a ball game where you've got to be able to control the ball. We go back to the run game. You, you've got the ball with a minute and a half to go. What are you going to do with it? If you go two and out, they've got plenty of time to score. So you go to your run game. In as much as you were able to run in the early part of the game, you'll be able to run in the last part of the game. If you have not run the ball at all, and now you come down to that situation, how do you accomplish it? You just you can't. So you've got to be able to balance it up like we're talking about. I like what you said. Play to your strengths, stick with your identity, and, uh, and just gas, gas to the floor. Just i got about 30 seconds here, Coach. I want to throw one last one at you. The word pressure, is that a good thing or a bad thing for this team right now? Are we talking about pressuring the quarterback or I pressure on the pressure team? Pressure on the team. Well, I think every player on the team has a pressure within himself. That, that's the pressure he realizes. That's the pressure he feels. Uh, I don't think as a team they will feel the pressure of the 0-4 start. They know where they stand. Now they can get on a run, and it's happened numerous times in the CFL where teams that started poorly ended up in the Grey Cup. John Salavanis with his pregame salutations. Coach, always great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you and breaking down uh, hopefully another win, and uh, we get going on, a, on, on when we're talking about the BC Lions. Time for our second break, folks, and when we return, we will be speaking to the enemy as TSN 1200 Red Blacks analyst Nolan McMillan joins us. Stick with us on the Journey Rewards pregame on the Tight Gats Audio Network. <laughs> 